All right, the good nerve Shabbos. Let's uh, let's get going. We're at time, and we'll let the, the rest of the on as uh, as people uh, are uh, are logging on. We'll we'll admit them in, but in the meantime, let's let's um, continue moving along. So we're up to the fifteenth parak, up to parak Tesvav in uh, in Bovavi, and in the fourteenth parak, the Bovavi really set us up. He set us up for uh, understanding a relationship with Hashem. Which, by definition, means tefillah, and this is really our goal. Our goal is to take a deeper look into understanding tefillah, and, and we learned in the fourteenth parak the importance of having the three shlavim, the three steps of avodas tefillah. Where we need to work on the ratzon, we have to work on knowing that we have an underlying will to come close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, as well as the whys. Why do I have? An underlying will, and that's a that's a very uh, profound place to be. Says says Bovavi, Sometimes we don't know why we've, we're feeling this deep need to uh, to connect to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, but it's important to 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 work within our rutzen. Okay, it's an important part of our avoda. And then once the rutzen, the source of our rutzen, of our will to come close to Hashem, is clear, then we uh, we strengthen the process. And we begin to advance through the various levels of of mind, which starts with chachma, then becomes bina, and then becomes das. Right? What's chachma? So chachma is knowing the information. Bina is contemplating and activating that information to take it from one point to the next. And then das. Das is just like it's an integral part of me. It's it's an essential part. And it's a fixed part of, of who I am. Now once we establish the Chachma, the Bina and Das, so then we move on to Dibur. Then we move on to, to speech and we learn to speak to ourselves. We learn to speak to, to uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the speaking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu following the Chachma, Bina and Das is how we enter into Tefillah. Okay. So I'm gonna, we're going to, that's really the, the first couple paragraphs of the 15th parak is a wrap up of what we accomplished and I just we just mentioned a lot in the uh you know in the first 2 minutes or so of uh but that that's a quick sikum of what we covered in the 14th parak. Now we're going to we're now a, a few paragraphs into the 15th parak and the Bovavi is going to grant us a glimpse in how to move along in our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu again which the more I understand my relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the more I can connect into a deeper place of tefillah. So here we go. Three paragraphs in. The first three paragraphs were the, the reminder of the 14th parak. All right, so listen to this. Says the Bovavi, incredible, incredible, incredible. We have to speak to ourselves and we speak to Hashem. What though? What? Okay. There's a, what's supposed to be said? There's a generalization that people come to a lot of Sheva Brachas jokes with. And that is women like to talk about everything and men like to talk about nothing. Okay. Interestingly, and I'm not here to pick on men, and I'm not here to pick, we're not here to pick on women, but interestingly, we know I should say we know. I know from my mother's when the Gemara says Tisha Kavan Sicha, 
that nine measurements of sicha, of speech, are given to women and one to men, my mother would point out that sicha is tefillah. When Yitzchak went out to establish Mincha, he went out to speak to Hashem. That's Sicha. There's an incredible power of tefillah that is intrinsic within women, which I find fascinating in that what we're about to learn how tefillah works. And you're going to see where I'm going with this now. Okay? Why do women get nine kav in tefillah? And men one? Like, what is that? So listen to this. Incredible. Says Bovavi. He's going to guide us along into how to talk to Hashem, which is tefillah. If a person shows up in front of Hashem, rak im hamaskonis, with his conclusions, I say, God, this is what happened. Here's the facts. Here's what's going on. This is what happened. Let me tell you. Let me share with you what happened. And I present them in front of Hashem without involving all of the prior doubts and struggles that went into it. I don't articulate the process that led me there. That's not a real relationship. Says Bavavi, listen to this. Listen to this. So I'll give an example. A husband and wife are having a conversation. Should we buy new cabinets for our kitchen? Two days later, the husband walks over to the wife and he says, I bought new cabinets. Without explaining why or how he did it. It's very difficult to fully connect with someone who does not include their partner in the process of how you came to the decision or to come to the decision together. A true relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu Throughout the life of a person who even the subtle feelings of the heart, and the, the small feelings, and all the things that I thought about and didn't end up happening, all those things that we as men will stereotype that a woman will constantly share. That's what I'm saying. Women are, are used to sharing all these details. And men are like, yeah, just tell me what happened. Like, what's going on? Tell me the end of the story. Says Bovavi, if we learn to articulate the process, to speak the process to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's the relationship. Women are more prone to this, zoned in on this. Even the failures and the things that I stumbled in. All these things, I come to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and I say, Rabbi Yisraelim, I tried this, I tried that. Don't just come to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and say, hey, here's what's going on. We need to include HaKadosh Baruch Hu in our thought process. Along the way, along the derech to what's going on. You know, 
I, re- I was first I was thinking this, then I realized it was a mistake, and this, and then I was thinking this, and I found the support for why this should happen, and so on and so forth. Which means speech can and should include many, many things. Speech is, is, is the vessel that brings everything together because things are now presented and things are articulated and things are included. And it's not just the end game of something. Says Bovavi, what we learned about in the 14th barak of all the stages of knowing and thinking it through and then articulating to myself and articulating to HaKadosh Baruch he says, here's what we're building up for. What we're building up for is a training session in including HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the process, the same way when you're in a relationship with anybody and things need to get done. You don't just go over to them when the game is over. I don't mean a, a ball game, but when the decision's been made, I say, here's what you got to do. Here's where we're at. Why are you showing up now? We know this in our own lives. We know this in our own lives. People show up after the fact. They've already made, decided what they decided. They're doing what they want to do. And now they're just presenting it. I'm letting you know what I decided. I'm letting you know where we're at. Like, okay. That's where we're at. Right? You could have, listen, in, in my position as a rough. Right? People will come with a shayla. Very often the shayla is already 90% decided by the person. And they want to know the last 10%. Now that I already decided 90%, I'm not asking a shayla about that. I'm telling you what I'm doing. So I, pres- I created this circumstance and this, this scenario. So now what should I do about the last 10%? Okay, so you, you give an answer based upon the, the, question, uh, the question that's given. Right? Something goes in, something comes out. Whatever you ask, that's what you're going to get an answer for. Does it mean that that was initially right, wrong? Huh? So very often, says Bavavi, we come to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And we didn't include HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the whole process. We're coming like at the end of everything. I'm saying, so now Hashem, now that I did all these things, or now that I already decided I'm doing all these things, and we don't even talk about that, we're just like, um, all right, so what's now? What about until now? What about until now? The only way to truly include HaKadosh Baruch Hu in my life is to discuss and share the subtleties and the mistakes and the thought process and the, the, the successes and the failures. Hashem, I tried this, Hashem, I tried that. And we learn to articulate a lot of information the way that sometimes women naturally know how to do more than men. Again, the Tisha Kavitzicha, which, which perhaps comes more naturally to, uh, to uh, females. Tefillah has to include everything, says Bovavi. It has to include everything. Okay. Now, how does this, how does this continue to play out? How does this continue to play out? So says the Bovavi, an additional idea. He says an additional idea. There's a fascinating statement of the sages, which is, Sheva Yipol Tzadik become, a Tzadik falls seven times and gets back up. The Gemara and Gittin, Daf Mem Gimel Amr Aleph, tells us, this is so profound. We gotta we gotta focus on this. What does this mean? 
You cannot stand on the truth of Torah until you have first stumbled in these words. It's an incredible Gemara. You cannot stand on the truth of something unless you have flunked at it, at this specifically. The depth of the essence of this statement of the Gemara in Gittin is Hakishlain, the obstacle, the issue, who Chelek Bilti Nifrad Mitsura Sa'avaida is inseparable from Aravaida Sasha. Not, listen closely, not that. When you fall, that's also Avaidas Hashem. No. You cannot serve Hashem stand truthfully. Stumbling blocks are inseparable from serving Hashem. If you serve Hashem without stumbling blocks, you have not served Hashem completely. You haven't served Hashem completely. What does this mean? Says the Bulvavi. This is a mind expansion. Here we go. Namar b'pasuk. It says the pasuk of Mishlei Shlom Malach famously tells us, "Kisheva yipol tzadik v'kam." A tzadik falls seven times and get back, gets back up. It's Aruch Hadas, and we should think about this. Chilav davka ba'ilam amaisa kiim inyan hashava yipol. Not only does a person fall in a realm of actions, right? No, we sin. We we did a sin of action. Elagam b'machshavta yeshla mahalachzeh. Our thoughts sometimes fall. Our will. Sometimes stumbles. You should know the seven levels and the seven fallings. Isn't that like I sin seven times, but when you're done, it's not only in the world of action. In the world of thoughts, my thoughts need to be messed up in order to get straightened out and expanded later. It's a necessary ingredient. The seven fallings exist all over the place. Exists all over the place. A person needs to be tested and to fall, and for it to happen again. And not the way that people think simply, that within my action I need to fall seven times. No. If this happens with the, with the action, it applies in any Bechina. It applies in any realm. It applies across the board. So I'm going to fall. And it's an integral part of my service of Hashem. And we'll explain what that means. How it becomes an integral part. We're not supposed to try to fall, right? So what does this mean? But it's an integral part of service of Hashem to fall in my actions, to fall in my rutzon, to fall in my thoughts, to make mistakes. Memela, and therefore... After the stage of a tzaddik falls seven times and gets back up. See what happens when you reach number eight. Okay. Now it doesn't need to be the eighth time specifically. Okay, but we're just following the words of Shlomo HaMalach that it's after seven. doesn't mean literally the eighth time. Allah kavana madrega shminas. What shlomelech means is the eighth level. Shehi madrega may al gidrei ateva goes above nature. Shom nechlalim kolanis yainis. 
That's where all of the tests come together. Meaning, get ready. A place where a Balchuva stands in the eyes of Hashem. Tzadikim gemurim, a tzadik gomor enam oidim does not stand there. This is a shocking expression. Some of us know this, but many of us, myself included, until I was learning through this Bovavi earlier, did not fully under, do not fully understand what this means. What does it mean? Makam shabali tshuva aimdim, tzadikim gemurim enam aimdim. What does that mean? What it means like this. It's not only referring to people who are have taken on a label of I'm a Baal Tshuva, I'm a Balash Tshuva, I wasn't, you know, uh, I wasn't raised in a religious home and I've become religious. Chazal are teaching us in any mitzvah, if I'm in if I personally am in that mitzvah as a Baal Tshuva, But I'm doing the mitzvah. What does that mean? It means I've stumbled. And I've perfected. And I'm now emes. I'm one with that mitzvah. I'm one with that good deed. I'm doing it. And I've fallen in it. Somebody who's never fallen in this is simply not on that level of Avedas Hashem with this mitzvah. Because he taught us before, obstacles and setbacks are in, inseparable from the Avaidah, from the service of Hashem. And if I'm doing the service and I haven't had the obstacle yet, that means my service is not full. It hasn't been a full service. So how does this play out? He says like this. If a person reached the stage of being a tzaddik, but he hasn't included his experiences of falling and the obstacles. You're doing the mitzvah, but you're lacking the level of the place where a Balchuva could reach. You're a Tzadik Gomor, but you haven't reached the place of a Balchuva because you're not including your setbacks in your service of Hashem. The light that I get, the light, the R that a person receives at the time that I fall, whether I'm stumbling with my will, whether I'm stumbling with my thoughts, again, there's many areas we could stumble in, going back to it. What, what you say, so what? I mean, isn't it good to not stumble? Says Bovavi, it's wonderful, and you shouldn't. But I'm telling you a fact, says Bovavi. Even if you don't stumble with your action, there's times where you're going to have to work on your rutzo, on the why. And there's times where I'm going to stumble in the machshava, in the thought process, in the dibur, in the speech of it. There's seven madrigas there, and the greatest tzaddik who's always doing the right thing is human too. And it's going to have to utilize the issues that pop up 
in everybody's life of the with the Ratzon and with the Dibur and with everything else in order to receive the light of the seven falls to get to the eighth Madrega, to get to the perfection of it. I And if I don't include my seven falls, I lost out on the level of Sheva Yipo Tzadik Bakam. I'm sorry, I lost out Madriga of I'm, I'm going to lose out on that. I'm going to be a tzaddik gomer, but I'm not including myself as I'm not including myself as a balchuva. Okay, so listen to this. This is incredible. He's going to tell us a story. He says, "I'll explain it to you with a story." The Indian He says, "I'm going to tell you a story." Which is incredible and deep. He says, Kiadua, it is known. Hagra Arachla Atzmai Golos Mimushachas. The Vilna Gain Rebelio Kramer, late 1700s, he took upon himself long periods of Golos. In, in uh, Musar terms, it's he pravd Golos. Okay, he pravd Golos. Um, he proved Golas. Now, why would he do this? Why did he do this? So the the Bavavi is about to explain wh- why. But basically, when the Vilna Gaon got back, came back from his exile, that self imposed exile, after after some time, his student came to him and who bolus Golos. And Ruchaim Belozhner came to ask his Rebbe, maybe I should also now go Prav Golos. I should put myself in self-imposed exile. Leave the yeshiva, leave the family, leave, go into Golos, learn humility, learn, learn a lot of things, understand the Shekhinah. He says, why they want to do this? So Ruchaim Belozhner was asking his Rebbe, should I do this? He says, says Bovavi, to explain, specifically the Zayar HaKadosh and other Svarim, they explain, a person should join in the pain of the Shechina. The Divine Presence doesn't have a home. So Yidin put themselves into Shechina with the Golos with the Golos. As long as we don't have the Beis HaMikdash, the Holy Shechina is in Golos. Rebchaim V'lozhner came to the Vilna Gain. And he says, I want to do like you did, Rebbe. I want to go into Golos. Omar Layagra says the Vilna Gain in response, I did it, but I regret it. Says the Bavavi, I'm not getting into why he regretted it, but he regretted it. Now here's the story. Says Reb Chaim to his Heliger Rebbe, Gamani Esa, I'm also going to do it, Ve'eschareit and regret it. I too will do it, and I too will regret it. That's the story. Says the Bulvavi. If a person just hears this story, it doesn't make sense. He's not going to understand. If your Rebbe, the Vilna Gon, was tested, he tried it out. He saw that it wasn't so successful and he regrets it. 
Why can't Reb Chaim Valozhner learn from him? Don't do it. is teaching us a profound and deep message in life. Here we go. Vaday shehagra also veschari. It's true the Vilna Gaon experienced that and regretted it. Avol me etzem but the fact that he experienced the galus, vehischaratus alasia, and then regretted what he did, from the very act that he did came regret. Hugam kana kinyan mesuyim, he accomplished something. By experiencing something and regretting it, you have attained something. Anything we've done in our lives that we're unhappy with ourselves for doing, that we regret, that is awesome. I've now attained something, I've achieved something. I know something, I feel something, I'm aware of something because I experienced it. And you need to experience things in order to fully know some things. And therefore says Bovavi, Ratsa Efei Hagrachsa, Reb Chaim Belozhner, Gam Hu Lachsar HaMahalak Shoshev Yipol Tzadik. He wanted to enter the realm of a Tzadik fall seven times. I'm gonna, he says, I'm striving to be an Eved Hashem. But I have to enter the area of regret and falling. There's things I need to do in my life. If I feel, whether I feel it's right or not, I need to do that. So I can get back up. Otherwise, I simply will never know. We don't need to expand on this too much because this is in front of all of our eyes. I myself, and then we look at others. It's much easier to judge others than ourselves, right? But people guide us. People tell us to do things. And we don't listen. Why not? Why don't we listen? Right? My mother, Zechariah would say, I made the mistakes for you. Why do you got to make it again? Just listen to me. I already made the mistakes. You got to do it in your own life too. Right? She would say it in a, in a, in a kibitzing way. In a, in a fun way. Says, says the Bovavi, you should know there's times and we know this sometimes as parents and sometimes as grandparents and sometimes as friends and sometimes as any relationship. You could only share what you know. But people need to make mistakes. It's a very comforting thought. People need to make mistakes. Not only with their actions, with their thoughts, with their speech. That's how you become one with something. Now, we're, you're still obligated to guide. You're obligated to guide. You need to share. Rechaim Velazhner, again, they weren't doing Averis here. I'm not talking about sins. We're dealing with doing the right thing. Doing the right thing. Within the realm of doing the right thing, the way to become one with something is... To experience it. And then I could take that and I'm going to stand in a place where I'm about tshuva as opposed to a tzadik gomor. 
I'm now going to take that thing that beforehand I never stumbled in. You now, you now own it as a Balchuva. Says Rebchaim Velazhar to his Rebbe, Rebbe, you did it and you regret it. I also need to do it and regret it. I also need to experience it. And I will regret it. And then I'm going to use it in my Avedis Hashem. Which means, this is an incredible chesed HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for us. We're going to hold it here with this thought. It's an incredible chesed HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for us. And that is, whether I, do, whether I do the right thing, whether I think the right thing, whether I say the right thing, or whether I don't do the right thing, I don't think the right thing, I don't say the right thing. I, as a, a Evet Hashem, am never going to be in a place where I can't utilize the experience to be Avaydis Hashem. There's no matter what, it's a credible chesed of the Rabbi Hashem. Even when I make crazy mistakes and I do something wrong, Sheva Yipol Tzadik Bakam means Hashem never allows a scenario to go without continued ability to come close to Him. Okay, so now you slipped over there in your thoughts, your speech, your actions. Oh, so now you have more experiences to be a Balchuva. And you can become more one with something than if you never slipped in that way. It's not, oh, you slipped, you're out of here. And then if I'm a Tzadik Gamor, how do I grow in this way? Obviously, ideally, a person shouldn't slip with our actions. So how do I become a Balchuva? Says Bavavi, that's also that's also a path, because we slip in our will and we slip in our thoughts. Why am I doing it? That's never consistent. The reason I'm doing it today is different than I'm doing it tomorrow. So I need to re-energize myself. And then when I do this area of Avaidah Hashem and I do this right thing, I'm doing it as a Balchuv also. To everybody else outside of me, it looks like I never slipped. It's never it's never a problem. You never fall. I didn't see, that person never sinned. Doesn't have to do with sinning. It just has to be that I'm falling in this realm. And that's the idea, Sheva Yipol Tzadik Bakam. In order to truly come to get up, we have to have had areas of experiences that allow us to become one, to become emistic in this area of Avedis Hashem. We'll hold it here for this week. And we'll pick up with, with uh, the next category of this chapter uh, of um, uh, entitled... Zimane Nefila, there's times of falling, which also leads to times of growth. And we'll pick up with that concept next week on Thursday night, hopefully from Yerushalayim. Have a wonderful Shabbos Heber.